Come on and give God a praise in this house. Magnify the Lord all over this room. Give God the glory in this place. We welcome you, welcome you, welcome you. We also tonight want to take a moment to welcome all of our friends on YouTube and all the other platforms. And now, now we want to get real excited because coming real soon, we're going to start airing on the tablets in the prison. So let's welcome our friends in the Arizona Department of Corrections, Recovery and Reentry. Also, we're looking and going forward, we're going to be on the Maricopa County Jail tablets. So God is doing great things, and we just want to continue to lift them up and welcome all of our friends from all over the city, country, and nation. At this time, we're going right into worship, so let's give God some praise. Watch the screens.
on, glorify the Lord in this place if you believe it.
Come on and give him a praise. His name is what? What's his name?
Come on. Give God all the glory in this house. Come on, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. He's worthy of the glory. He's worthy of the honor. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Please remain standing as my wife comes and open us with a word of prayer. Good evening, New Freedom. Let's do, let's, let's do it one more time, baby. Good evening, New Freedom. Good evening, New Freedom. Praise the Lord, New Freedom. Praise God. It's so good to be here on tonight. I am really grateful to be here. You know, we didn't have to be here. We could have been somewhere else. But God. Everybody look at your neighbor and say, but God. You know where you could have been. I know where I could have been. But God. So I'm so grateful on tonight that we're all here. So if we can just look at our neighbor. I know it's a little weird tonight. But look at your neighbor. It's okay if you don't know him. Look at your neighbor. And the Bible said if any two or three would touch and agree that it would be done. Did you hear what I said? If any two or three would touch and agree, it would be done. So get in your mind what you need the Lord to do for you. Get in your mind what you need the Lord to do for you. And I know I need God to do some things for me. What about you? So let's just bow our head. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hey, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Father, we come to you on tonight. We're so grateful to be here. We lift you up. We lift our hands to you. We glorify you. We magnify you. We declare that you are the true and living God. Father, we thank you for all that you've done and all that you're going to do in our lives. We thank you that we're no longer the same, but we're new in Jesus' name. We glorify you, Father. And on tonight, Lord, we ask you to touch our families, heal us down on the inside. Don't let us leave this place the same in Jesus' name. Lord, we ask you to bless the spoken word on today. We ask you to bless Pastor Joe and his wife. Bless the administration. Do what only you can do, Father. Set this place afire. Power and anointing in the name of Jesus. Lord, we love you. We bless you. We declare that it is done. Everything that's in my brother's and my sister's heart on tonight, that it's done in Jesus' name. That their faith is built up high and that they know that there's nothing too hard for you. We pray all these things. And I want everybody to say, we pray all these things. Even the things nobody knows. We pray them in the matchless name of Jesus Christ. Our Savior, our Redeemer our healer, our will between the middle of a wheel, our rose of Sharon, our bright and morning star. And we say thank you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Thank you. Just for a quick um, update on what's happening here at the Recovery Church and at New Freedom. This Wednesday night, we want to also invite each and every one of you 
to come out and join us. We have a special treat, especially for all of our members. It's going to be in the main lobby in the pool area. We're having a concert with Drew Unger and the Trinity Worship Team. I can guarantee you, you will be blessed. It's going to be some good music, some testimony. I think there's going to be um, this guy giving a little message. We'll see. And I just believe that God's going to do great things. So at the doors will open at 6 o'clock. You will not come through this back door. You will come through the main entrance. And we invite you to come and join your family. If those of you that are members here, your families are invited to come. And we're going to be there at 6. The service is going to start at 6.30. And we're going to be prompt. And God's going to get the glory. Amen. Amen. Also, coming up May 20th, we are going to have a special treat right here in the ballroom. It's going to be the Youth Ablaze service. And I'm thankful tonight uh, we got a couple of guests, a couple of brothers that are here that's going to be involved. They're not singing today, but uh, some of you have met one before. Um, the new Michael Hills in the house. We thank God for him. And Dream Chasers are also here. And they'll be here on that night with many other guests. And that's going to be on May 20th. So please mark your calendars. Come out and be with us. Amen. It's going to be a blessing, I can guarantee you. Also, the next baptism will be June 24th. June 24th, we will be baptizing. We will start signing up on May 20th. So for those of you that need to be baptized, family, guests, and friends, members, you can sign up on May 20th, and we're going to sign up until that date. Amen? If all minds are clear now, let's get to the Word of God. I believe there's a word in the house. God has given me something for you tonight because... I originally heard something totally different all week long, and it's just like God saying, that's not it, on today. So he had me to, um, to deliver this word to you tonight, and it's simply, I'm coming out of prison. I didn't get too many amens. <laughs> See, I think it's because the majority of you in the room that have done time inside said, well, why is he preaching that? I'm out here. Just hold on. Don't run out ahead of me. You'll see where I'm going in a little bit. But I understand that so often we get so caught up in things in our minds and we get so captivated in things in life that the struggles of life seem to keep us kept down. But the devil is a liar because God tonight is saying to tell my people I'm coming out of prison. Can you look to your neighbor and say, I'm coming out of prison? <laughs> oh, yeah, he's talking to you. He's talking to you. He's talking to you. See, see what, what, what has happened is so many of us think that the prison bars is the only place that we have been in captive. But I'm here to tell you tonight, it's not just the prison bars that have us in captive. Some of us are in captive by the vicissitudes of life. 
Some of us are encaptive by addictions. Some of us are encaptive by relationships. Some of, I don't even want to keep going about where we all can be in captive, but I want you to know that tonight we coming out of prison. And before it's over, I'm going to give you a quick prescription that I want you to take with you and use it on a regular basis because this prescription is from God for you. And if you use it, I'm not talking about just put it on the shelf. You know, some of us get prescriptions and we just put them on the shelf. Some of us get prescriptions, take a little bit of it, and then we just, you know how it is. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all get antibiotics, and I bet you I could go to your house right now and find about three bottles half full of antibiotics. See, some of y'all never, never slacked on some of them drugs, I mean, and I ain't talking about prescription drugs. You ain't had none of that left over, but I'm talking tonight about the prescription I'm going to give you in order to be released from prison. Amen. A particular passage of scripture in the book of Acts, chapter 12. Now about that time, Herod the king stretched out his hand to harass some from the church. Mind you, the Herod we're talking about is the grandson of the great King Herod, the sister of Herodias, Herodias, who was the one who was responsible for getting John the Baptist's head cut off. This Herod right here, he was one that was looking for promotion. He was looking for adoration. And, and what he did was, the Bible says that he, he, he wanted to please the Jews. And what he did was, he started to bring in captivity some of the Christians, and he killed James, the brother of John. Some of you all know who I'm talking about. One of the sons of thunder, James, John, you know about them, and Peter. They always was with Jesus. They were the inner circle. They were close to him. Well, Herod killed James. And because he saw that it pleased the Jews, he proceeded further to seize Peter also. Now, it was during the day of unleavened bread, so you know they couldn't do too much right then. So when he had arrested him, he put him in a prison and delivered him to four squadrons of soldiers to keep him. Now, when you think about four squadrons of soldiers, four squadrons of soldiers would be four squads of four soldiers. That's about 16 soldiers that he has wrapped around him. Oh, y'all didn't hear what I said. See, now some of y'all been to prison in this place. Has there anybody in here been to prison? And, 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 and when you were there, I don't think none of you was so bad that you had to have six, six, 16 soldiers keep you. Am I correct? Oh, I, don't, I think I'm talking to the wrong house tonight. I need y'all to talk to me tonight because it's going to help me to help you. Amen. So, so, but, but he had four squadron of soldiers that were wrapped around him. Now, 
It was during those days of unleavened bread. Okay, wait a minute. And and and, and he attended. He he had those soldiers trying to keep him, attending to bring him before the people after Passover. Peter was therefore kept in prison, but, can I hear somebody say but? There was constant prayer that was being offered to God for him by the church. Now, look at what was taking place. Herod's prison was against the people of God but the people of God's prayer was against Herod's prison. Okay, you missed that. The people of God was praying. It said the church was in constant prayer. Constant prayer is a consistency of prayer. This is what God is calling us to be in as the church. Amen? And as the church, they were praying so hard that Herod's assignment to kill Peter was under attack by what? Prayer. Now, you see how powerful prayer is? But hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. When Herod was about to bring him out that night, prayer was so strong that Peter was you would think that at a time like this on death row about to be put to death the next morning he would be doing a lot more like pacing the floor what's going to happen how are we going to get through this one I don't believe this but Peter was see I believe when those people were praying the church was praying they were doing what it was saying in the book of Matthew 7 and 7 asking seeking and knocking asking God seeking him for real and knocking on the doors of heaven the Bible says Ask and it'll be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and what? The doors will be open. That's the kind of prayer they had going on. And because of that prayer that was going on, see, you don't know what the saints can do. They don't have to be there with you. But when you recognize that people are praying for you, there's a peace that should be coming over you. Right now, right now, see, I want to talk to some of you that have been inside the prison house. And you went through that time, but people was out here praying for you. Grandmas were praying for you. Mamas and them were praying for you. And all the time, even when you was in the craziest moments of your affliction and addiction, on the inside of the prison, you had people that were praying for you. So, because of that, you all was able to go through that time. Because let me tell you something. Everybody can't go through prison. But those of you that have gone through, 
you ought to realize that it was nothing you did that got you out. You might think you put in all these appeals, you did all this, you did all that, but it was nothing you did. But it was some prayer going up for you. It was family that was looking out for you. And it was God that released you. Tonight, I'm here to tell you, even if you haven't been in prison and you've been in struggling with some things in your life, that you've been in a prison in your mind and the enemy has been trying to attack you, bring you down, kill, steal, and destroy everything that God has for you. Tonight, I'm here to tell you, we're here to pray for you tonight. So while Herod thought he was coming against the church, the church was really coming against Herod. Because why? No weapon formed against us shall prosper. Simon Peter, he was there in prison and he was asleep. Simon was able to sleep because he remembered some of the things that he had heard from Jesus. He, he had heard when Jesus said to him that Satan desires to sift you as wheat. But I prayed for you that what? Your faith would not fail. Y'all remember that scripture, don't you? Does anybody remember that scripture? Jesus told Peter that Satan desires to sift you as wheat. I'm here to tell you, Satan desires, if you don't know, you're sitting in here tonight. Satan desires to sift you. He desires to take you out. Why? Because you are showing up at a church service on a Saturday night. My wife said it very plain. You could have been doing many other things, but you decided to press your way to come from your rooms, to come from your city, to come from your house, to show up in this place tonight. And because of that, you have a bullseye on you. So what does the enemy try to do? He doesn't try to do nothing new. He tries to get you right where you was. He knows the things that kind of encaptivated you. He knows the things that have given you a struggle the majority of your life. He knows the things that you're dealing with in the depths of your mind that's holding you back from moving forward in the things that God has you to do. And I'm talking to everybody in this room now because we all have prisons that the enemy is trying to hold us back into that we've got to come out tonight. When Jesus asked Peter, he said to Peter, who do you say, who do they say I am? Then he said, who do you say I am? Peter said, you're the Christ, the son of the living God. He's remembering back now. I'm, 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 I'm here to tell you. He's in prison, but he's remembering back. Jesus said, Upon this rock, Peter, I will build my church. A lot of people think he's going to build his church on Peter. But no, he's going to build him church on who he is, the Christ. And that Christ is in us. 
And because it's in us, he's going to build his rock and the gates of hell will not prevail. So because it's not going to prevail, that gives me the mindset that regardless of what the enemy comes at me with, I can rest in Jesus. Why? Because this, this is what I heard from the Lord. He said, cast all your cares onto me because I care for you. Right? And when you cast your cares on him, he will give you rest. See, there's peace in giving it to Jesus. So this is one of the things I'm here to tell you. You've got to give it to Jesus. If you want to rest in him, if you want to trust in him, give it to him. Come unto me, all ye that heavy laden. And what do he say? I will give you rest. So now Peter, Peter's in a place where he is asleep. Resting peacefully on death row, about to be put to death, getting ready to get executed as an as a example, but God. See, my wife had y'all say that a few minutes ago, but God. The enemy would try to take some of us out in this room right now, but God. Some of the struggles that some of you all are dealing with, but God. You've got to get the but God spirit and recognize that you can't do it on your own, but God. God could. Those of you that are sitting at home right now, I'm going to talk to you too. Because I'm not just talking to them in this room. DOC, I'm talking to you too. You might be struggling right now where you are. But listen, but God, God has the answers for all things. God can make a way out of no ways. God can release you from any prison that you are locked up in. God can release you from addictions. God can release you from fornication. God can release you from trials, trouble of the enemy that's trying to take you out. Some of us can't, can't understand the confusion that we're going through in our minds. I'm here to tell you, God can release you. recognize that God had a work for Peter. We talked about it all last couple of months about the assignment. He was on an assignment. We finished it on the cross, correct? But what happened? He got a new assignment. He had to run for Jesus for real. He had to start preaching for Jesus. He had to start. He's, and you know what? Last week, I told you all, 300 folks got saved. The devil is a liar. 3,000 folks got saved the last time when Peter preached on the day of Pentecost. Directly after that, he continued to preach, and then 5,000 folks got saved. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So he had a job to do. Now, Herod thought he was going to stop him. Yes, he killed James. James was important. Yes. But Peter was the preacher. How can you hear without a preacher? And how can he preach unless he's sent? He was sent on an assignment to preach, to preach to the captive, those that were in prison. And tonight, I'm here to preach to you. Now, 
Now watch this. As Peter was asleep, God wasn't going to let Herod have the victory because God gets all the glory. So what did he do? Dispatch one of his angels. How many of y'all know angels are for real? You better be careful who you entertain him because angels will show up on your behalf and you might just... Uh-uh. Angels are for real. Watch what happened. Behold, the angel of the Lord stood by him, and a light shone in the prison. Anytime a light comes on, darkness has to flee. Why? Because darkness cannot comprehend the light. So some of the darkest thoughts that you're having, allow the light of Jesus to come in. Allow the light to come in. Allow him to illuminate the path that he wants you on. No longer hiding in the darkness in the wings because he brought the light so that we can see. Watch what happens. The, 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 the angel shows up. The light shined in the prison. And what did he do? He struck Peter on the side. He said, rise up quickly. And then it said, the chains fell off his hands. This is, this is, this is the first pill of your prescription. Obedience comes before freedom. Some of y'all should write that down. Obedience comes before freedom. The angel told him to arise quickly. He got up, the chains fell off. He could have did it the other way around. Loose the chains, then he could have got up. That's what a problem with a lot of us waiting on. We waiting God to loose us before we do what he tells us to do. If we would start walking in the things that he tells us to do, then we would start seeing some of those jackals fall off of us. Uh-oh, y'all missing it, y'all missing it. I said obedience comes before freedom. You're going to have to learn how to be obedient to the things of God if you want to be free. Those chains, the angel, the angel, he, he put it in that order. Quickly arise, and the chains fell off. Then he said, gird yourself, tie on your sandals. In other words, get yourself together, get your shoes on, because we're getting out of here. Now, listen. Peter could have been questioning, why am I putting on my shoes? I'm in prison. If you're here to get me out, I really don't care about no shoes, no clothes, or nothing. Let's get out of here. But he didn't do that. The Bible says he put on his shoes. Then he said to him, put on your garments and follow me. Watch the sequence here, because this is your next pill. To do 
the next right thing. First, be obedient, then do the next right thing. All part of your freedom, all part of your deliverance. Do the next right thing. Well, what's the next right thing? He gave him a sequence of what he had to do. Get his shoes on. Get ready to go. Get your garments on because we're getting ready to leave here. Don't ask questions on how, how's this going to work. I got 16 soldiers around me. He was asleep. In between two soldiers, the Bible says. Sometimes you got to rest in between what you're going through. And then you got to be obedient when God sends the answer that you follow it for your freedom. When you begin to follow it, then do the next right thing. What's the next right thing? Follow the direction that he gives you. That's the next right thing. Listen to him. Follow me. He began to walk. And he said to him, so he went out and he followed him. Now, he could have been sitting there talking about, I don't know what you're talking about. We're going to go. We're going to get out of this situation. Some of y'all sitting here looking at me right now. How am I going to get rid of some of these things that's in my mind? Follow the prescription. Obedience. That's the first thing before your freedom. Second, do the next right thing. Third, walk by faith. Peter had no clue where he was going. Peter couldn't see before he saw where he was going to end up. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians, for our light affliction is what but for a moment. It worketh for us a far more exceeding weight of glory. We look not at the things we see, but at the things we can't see. Because the things we see are temporal. The things we can't see are eternal. If you want to walk this thing out, it's just a light affliction what you're dealing with right now. Why is it a light affliction? God, how is it a light affliction? I'm struggling daily. How is it a light affliction? I'm financially just busted, disgusted. How is it a light affliction? I can't even think right half the time. I can't wake up in the morning and feel myself like I'm somebody. How is this a light affliction? I'm God. Nothing's too hard for me. If I send my angel to set you free, Walk by faith, not by sight. It all starts with obedience. See, you all are obedient because you saw fit to show up. God saw fit to tell you he got you. All you got to do is trust him. All you got to do is trust him. See, I know I, can, I, I don't even have to ask, but I know the struggles that's in this room. Why? Because my spirit 
feels them. And if we learned how to walk by faith and not by sight, if we learn how to just trust God and what he's telling us to do, Peter could have been sitting right there in that place just waiting because, look, now, God, I'm waiting on you. An angel telling him, put your shoes on. Get your clothes on. Follow me. God, I, I hear what you're saying through him, but I don't think that's going to work. Isn't it how a lot of us react to things? God's telling us what to do, but we feel, though, his direction is not going to work because it seems impossible. What's impossible for man is definitely not impossible for God. And if you want to come out of prison, then you better walk by faith. Be obedient and follow the prescription and watch God work in you. Peter walked out past the gates. Now, I remind you, there are 16 soldiers waiting. There's two outside the gate watching the gate. As he got to the gate, the Bible says that the gate just opened up by itself. See, y'all thought this was all new when you went over there to Walmart and the doors opened up by themselves. Let me tell you something. Stop trying to do for yourself what God wants to do for you. He's opening up the way for you to be set free from the things that the enemy is trying to do to you in your minds. He's just opening up the way. Now it's up to you to walk through. Oh, you didn't hear what I said. I know where you are, but now it's up to you to walk through. If you don't walk through, you're going to stay stuck in the place that you are. Peter walked through like it was nothing. And when he got to the street, the Bible says the angel left him. And he knew for sure at that point that it was God that set him free. See, God says, I got you. When you wake up and recognize that he got you, you don't need nobody to tell you nothing but God. He got you. He knows what you've been through. He knows what you're going through. He knows the struggles. He knows the battles. He knows everything about you because he's an awesome God. And tonight, he wants you to come out from prison. I want to talk just for a moment to some of our friends at home, some that are struggling, some that are battling with things that the enemy has your mind just running rashad all through your mind. God is saying to you right now, if you follow me, if you just trust me, 
if you just walk by faith and not by sight. Follow my lead. I got you, and I'll take care of you. I'll bring you to a place of freedom that the enemy will not be able to get you again. You will accomplish what I'm calling you to in these last and evil days. And I'm not just talking to you at home. I'm talking to you in this room right now. I don't know what you're struggling with, but Peter was free. Now watch this. After he was free, he went to the church. Back in those days, they didn't have no church building. But when he went to the church, he went to that place where they were praying. The church was the people. We got to recognize the church is not the building. The church is us. When he got back to the church and he knocked on the door, there was a little servant girl that came to the door and looked out. And he was like, it's me, Peter. Bishop Peter, I'm here. Your pastor, open up. And the girl was like, what? Now, ain't this just like the church? Matter of fact, ain't this just like the family members that been praying for you for all this time? And then they see you in a state of wellness and they can't believe it's you? When Peter came to the door, they couldn't believe it was Peter. He showed up. She went and told them. She said, look, Peter's at the door. Peter, And they like, oh, no, no, we're going to keep on praying. Lord Jesus, help. Lord, don't let Peter die in the morning. Help our bishop. Help our pastor. Lord, help us. Peter kept knocking. It's me, Peter. And they were all amazed. That's how it is when God releases you from the afflictions, the addictions, the troubles, the schemes, all of those issues, those prisons that you are in, people will not believe it. But nobody can tell you better because you know where you were and what you're dealing with. And when Jesus sets you free, the Bible says, he who the Son sets free is free indeed. Come on out. Come on out. Come on out. Come on out. Stand to your feet. Come on out. Come on out. Come on out. We coming out of this thing. We coming out of this thing. We coming out of this thing. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Peter was there asleep because he had a peace. He recognized that God said he'll never leave him nor forsaken him. He recognized that upon this church he was going to build his rock. He recognized that he had work to do. Is there anybody in here recognizing that God has a work for you to do? Does anybody recognize in the condition and the position you're in, you've got to come out. You've got to come out. You've got to come out. Prison can't hold you. Prison can't keep you. Prison has no authority over your life. You coming out. You coming out. You coming out. Tonight, you coming out. If you're in this room right now or at home and you feel that the enemy is trying his best to do everything he can do to keep you bound, I'm here to tell you tonight, Jesus said you coming out. First, I want to pray for those at home. 
and then we're going to complete our service for those in the room. If you're at home and you're ready to give your life to Christ, if you're ready to be free from the things of the world, if you've been captivated by all types of bondage that the devil has tried to keep you in, I'm going to ask you right now, right where you are, to believe and pray this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I ask you now to come into my life. I ask you to forgive me for all my sins. Confess with my mouth, believe with my heart that Jesus died so that I would live. And because of that, I have everlasting life. If you just said that at home, you have been freed. Now, that was the home version. But there's people in this room right now that has never accepted Jesus. We're going to make two appeals. The first appeal, if you're here and you're ready to give your life to Christ, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand in this room, wherever you are. If you're ready to give your life, I see your hands. I see your hands. I see your hand. I see your hand. I see your hand. Now, we're going off the air on 